Welcome to the Evolu Podcast, where we create space for real talk to learn, heal, grow, and evolve together. I'm Kimiko. And I'm Abby. We're soul sisters and besties turned business partners. Here on Evolu, we share our lessons learned and bring you special guests from passionate leaders, creatives, and badass women who stayed committed to their visions even when the odds were against them. Each week, we bring you new episodes that give you tangible tips to create your own meaningful journey. So grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine, kick back, and join the conversation. So today we're just going to take a trip back into time. Abby and I are just two people who constantly go after our passions, even if it means starting off as a side hustle. We're best friends who also have um, started multiple businesses together. And we started doing that at the age of 23. So that we're looking back at like, what, seven years ago now? Feels Gosh. like longer. Like, <laughs> it's like a whole decade. Basically. Yeah. I mean, I think we want we just want to like take a moment to just go through it all. We want to talk about it. We want to cover the successes and the failures through each of the chapter, but most importantly, share the things that we learned along the way. We know many of you out there also have that itch and that urge to start something new, but maybe you're feeling hesitant. So we're hoping that our story can help spark or inspire you in one way or another. So Abby, why don't we dive right in? Let's do it. (laughs) Let's Mm -hmm. run it back. Let's run it back to like 23-year-old us. We were still in college or just kind of like towards the end of our college career. We were going to music festivals and raves like all the time. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, Uh, we were. We did it all. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did. We, no regrets. We were going to raves and music festivals, you know, the little bras and little doo-doos and fluffies and everything. We did the whole thing. And it was so cool. You know back what I then. love that so much so though. Cool. I feel like, especially during that period of time and like that time of our twenties, it just felt like you could be and do whatever you wanted inside of the the fences of the music festivals, right? I felt so free. I was I was like a bird. <laughs> I was Nelly Furtado. Oh I was I only want to fly Says away. All of the boa feathers that were on our tutus that just flew off every time we ran around <laughs> the festivals. Such freedom, such <laughs> youth. So I think what happened, though, during that period of time is, you know, we started to build our artillery of craft supplies and um, we were creating our own costumes and we had themes and, you know, just inspired ideas. And we were like, oh, my gosh, we can totally make this. And, <laughs> you know, at the time we were young, broke and had that creative urge and we wanted just to get a little bit more money if that meant another ticket to go to the next festival. Um, So we decided to just take the plunge and go for it. And then we just started taking orders. We started off on Instagram Mm -hmm. um, and then we just opened up inquiries via DMs. There was like no formal process whatsoever. And we just let people put in custom requests with us. 
and then we did our best and just poured our entire selves into it, into fulfilling each order to be the best creations every single time. Yeah. We had no idea what we were doing. I mean, I burned myself so many times (laughs) on glue guns. Um, Oh, yes. Yeah. So much glitter. So much glitter. So many rhinestones. My room just turned into like a craft room. There was like feathers and... did. So much. (laughs) So much. Yeah. It was just... We were just young and just wanted to do something creative. And we also didn't want to spend money on something that we thought we could make ourselves because I mean we were young in college and broke anyway that might be the Filipino in us too though it's just using what we got and making the most of it yeah yeah thinking about the whole experience of it overall what was one of the biggest lessons from that chapter Ooh, we did not charge enough that is so much oh hell so much truth there we made granted yes we were newbies this is the first time we were doing it but I truly believe for the quality of work that we put out that we did not charge enough for what we created we didn't value ourselves enough and like you know a lot of our close friends yes they they asked for a lot of, you know, they asked for orders, they ordered from us, whatever. And we're doing it for them, but also at the same time, like you have to have value in yourself. And I, and I think that's this, the biggest mm-hmm. lesson I take away. Knowing your worth, knowing that what you put out is valuable. Yeah. I resonate with that. That is so, so true. I feel like if you're starting a business, so if you're out there and thinking about it, add tax for whatever it is that you think that you want to charge, top it off a little bit more because I think it's so Mm -hmm. easy to, especially when you're starting out, undervalue what you're bringing to the table. But if you do, you're not going to be able to, one, take care of yourself and you're also going to be undervaluing Um, the work that you are probably producing. I mean, I remember us spending at least three to four hours on each bra, like just one by one putting rhinestones on each piece. And that period of time when we had our business, like we didn't really make a lot of profit. We probably spent more on supplies than we really did on ROI. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the the time, I think we just wanted to just go after it. We didn't really have the full skill set to do it but we just trusted our gut and went after right yeah that was definitely our first like entrepreneurial endeavor I think the lesson too that I take away which kind of goes hand in hand with not valuing yourself enough was trying to hide like there's so much courage that you embody when you claim yourself as a business owner and then just start doing it And even after you announced, you almost, I feel like there was still some places where we were playing small, like too small. And we kind of like shared it here and there, but we didn't really have a full marketing strategy. And I think it's because we were still getting comfortable with the idea of having, you know, this brand. So if you are someone that's about to kick off, you know, your new business 
or project, we encourage you to just use all, all the channels, all of your network and wholeheartedly go after it and tell people about what you're doing. Because if you put it out there, people will come. But the more that you hide, you're hiding yourself from the opportunities that are really out there waiting for you and what you have to offer. Exactly. Yeah. So don't be afraid to charge that shmoney. if you are, do it anyways. <laughs> but then, you know, on the opposite side of that, like, don't charge a ridiculous amount of money True. because. Don't do that. You know, don't do that. That's not yeah. good either. You want to balance it out with having integrity. Run your business the same way that you would run your life with your values and make sure that you're using those values to kind of guide you in the right direction. And if something doesn't feel right in your gut or in your heart, just don't do it. Great learning lessons right there for young ones we were. Totally. <laughs> our our next endeavor was a little season more two. successful as we call season two. Victoria and oh, Marie. This is one of my favorite chapters. Respectively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one, this one came about because one of our friends was like, after we had, you know, closed the books on cupcake lingerie and some time had passed, one of our friends was like, how come you stopped doing that? And we were like, we don't we have know. No idea. Why aren't we doing <laughs> I don't know. Why aren't we? And I guess it was that thirst for creativity again and just wanting to get back in there and do it a little differently this time. So, yeah, we created Victoria and Marie, and um, it was an Etsy store for handmade jewelry. Yeah. And then yeah. also kind of echoing like where we were in our lives. So this happened maybe a year or two after we had um, completed our college careers. And so we were, you know, early careers. We were working corporate jobs at the time. Um, actually, I was a nonprofit and then you were in a corporate role. And we still mm -hmm. felt this creative urge. Like we felt like what we were doing by day. Sure, there was some purpose in it, but we didn't feel like it was being 100% fulfilled. And so by having Victoria and Marie, this really energized us. It like re reignited and sparked that inner fire that we had in the early chapters of uh, Cupcake Lingerie, but just kind of done in a more, like with a different focus. And that was really focused on accessories mm -hmm. and stuff that we could wear in our day-to-day -day life, not something that we can only wear at certain occasions, like festivals, for example. When I think yeah. of the Victoria and Marie uh, era, I think one of my biggest lessons there was just, I just felt in awe, right? So there was a period of time where, you know, Abby and I had handcrafted a bunch of these pieces of jewelry and we uh, basically signed up to table at one of the raw artist shows, which was at 1015 Folsom. And this felt like a full circle moment for us because we had spent so many nights at 1015 Folsom um, in our 20s attending shows. So for us to show up to the venue and pull up and be able to share our, and sell our own products just felt unreal. Like it felt like that we had a ton of people who came out to support us, our friends and our family. And we sold a ton of pieces that night. 
And it just made us realize like, wow, if you really put yourself out there and you put your heart into it, people will show up for you. And even people who were there just for the show, like people we didn't know wanting to buy our jewelry. And I thought it was so cool. It's really easy to like be in that mindset of like, who's going to buy this? Who's going to want what I create? But there's so many people who want it. And when you put, you know, intention behind it, people see that. It was really cool to be at that show with other artists as well. I mean, we were surrounded by people who were, you know, like painters and sculptors and, you know, just different types of people um selling their art and to be like amongst them just felt like it was it was really cool place to be um yeah I'll never forget that still one of my my favorite memories to this day Mm -hmm. it was just like hearing music and just being surrounded by artists when I also think about Victoria and Marie I think about all the hours we put in like this is I think the time where we really started to blossom as the Jill of all trades we did it all. Yeah. We, you know, did the creative direction for our marketing shoots. We sourced our own models. You know, we we asked our friends to help us out with the photography and the videography. But we were also doing all of the product creation by hand. We were, yeah. we, we took the photos, we put it on Etsy. We had to do the copywriting for all of the little pieces, we did the website, we managed the social media. Like this was really, I think, a wake up call for us in our entrepreneurial journey because it took a ton of work on top of us doing our full-time jobs. And sometimes it would, you know, break us in a way. Um, But I think also we learned so much from that chapter. Yeah, I know. Sometimes like I wish we could have kept going with that, but um when the chapter kind of closed for that one life was kind of just happening to us at the time like like you said we were like just starting out on our careers and this this took a lot of time it was a lot of hours and you know we had to go to bed to get up at like 6 7 a.m to go to work the next day we were we were doing this on the weekdays and and the week weekends and um it was at that time just so hard to balance out and I think we felt like you know we really I think needed to focus more on on that that was the decision that you know we made I love that you say it's a decision, right? Because, well, one, first, I just want to acknowledge, I feel like everything divinely unfolds the way that it's supposed to. So as much as I'm like, I, I definitely dream about it. I'm like, oh, I wonder what would have happened like, if we kept going. But I also recognize like everything leading up to where we are now had to happen in the way that it did. But the other part about that, when I um, look back at it too, It reminds you that no matter where you're at in your life, whether you're like 25 and you're starting your business, you have a decision. And 
I think that's important for people who are either starting or already have their businesses um, who are listening is that you always have a decision. When you are in the midst of those decisions, there's these moments where you have to follow whatever it is that your current belief in that moment is going to lead you to. You know, I feel like we were both still in places so early in trying to build like our career path that we also still felt the need to prioritize our corporate or our day jobs as a form of stability or as a way to like mm-hmm. prioritize our well-being living in the Bay Area. And yeah. that meant having to sacrifice our project or our passion business because we just yeah. couldn't support ourselves at the time. But then there's also people who may feel the urge to say, no, I'm going to go all in. If we had the means to dive into our business head first, I feel like we could have scaled it. Definitely. I don't think there's any doubt to that. It goes to show that depending on where you are in your life at that time, it affects the decisions and choices that you make. I mean, if I wanted to like move back in with my parents and like live rent free and like whatever and pursue my own business and something like this then and not worry about bills or you know having a career whatever like I died okay I could have done that but uh, I didn't want that I didn't want to make that choice I I wanted to be the thing for me at that time was like my Mm -hmm. independence I mean still is I still you know, love being independent. Um, And, you know, if that's something that's a, like, a core belief, something that drives you is your independence, then um, sometimes you feel just limited in what you can do. Going back to the mindset during that time, we were starting to be more aware. And I think at the time, I think we had to choose between, right? right, like, the two things but i think that now like when where we're at today i feel like we've built so much confidence in knowing that you can take care of yourself by doing what you want but this is something that we're still unlearning we're unraveling Mm -hmm. like generations worth of you have to struggle in order to be successful and to be independent but i think we're moving to a place where it's beyond yeah, that. It's beyond that. And this and the limiting belief is, oh, this is how I was always taught or this is what, you know, society or culture or upbringing influenced us. It's scary to like launch your own business and to go after it. So I get it. But yeah, I feel like looking back, we were still, you know, we were we were waking up and we were making moves. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was still some limiting beliefs that I feel like held us back a teeny bit. And that's yeah. okay. Because we were growing and yeah. we were learning along the way. We were. I feel like for for that one in particular, for Victoria and Marie, I feel like we did like the coolest stuff mm-hmm. with it. Even though sometimes you, you know, follow something, you follow a project, doesn't fully, may not pan out, you know, the way you want it to. Like those are memories like I don't regret like at all. And it was it was a really good learning experience so even through failures there is so much learning i look back and i'm like that wasn't even a failure i feel like that like needed to just happen yeah to learn but at the time you know i think any time that like you said closing the books right anytime that you close the books on any project 
it's like saying goodbye to something. So, yeah. but it's definitely something that's yeah. just like ingrained in my memory forever. I think that was like such a monumental mm -hmm. um, level up from like our first chapter with Cupcake Lingerie. So let's fast forward a little bit. This is more recently in our later 20s. So we're kind of approaching 27, 28, gearing up for 30 in the few years to come, which we're approaching now. <laughs> uh, we've got a little bit more stability under our feet. You know, we're in solid day careers. Uh, things at home are stable enough in which we have the emotional, mental, and physical capacity to be able to dive back in and um, create space again for after Victoria and Marie. We also want to just take some time to explore content creation. I do have a love for, you know, photography and wanted to just start bringing my story onto Instagram. Okay. And, and Abby was too. So we were kind of trying to figure out, you know, who made us, us. Like we were really trying to take this time to explore ourselves. Like how do we define ourselves? Like we had done projects um, together and it was kind of, this was kind of our moment to be like hmm, what are some of the interests that really make me light up individually and then we started to document that um, on Instagram or on websites and then with that experience we also started to attend like blogger and influencer events that was happening around the SF Bay Area and we started to meet people and that's actually how um, we walked into our next chapter, which was Hollow Hollow Collective. I, I really, for me personally, this was me first dipping my toes into the blogger influencer community. And, you know, I give all of that, you know, thanks to Miko. I, I would have never done otherwise. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, it was cool because Miko and I, met um uh joanna and m who turned out to be our future co-founders of hollow hall collective um at a at an event um and we hit it off we wanted to bring together other other bloggers other influencers who were also filipina and i believe it was joe you know who put a message out there or an Instagram story to see if there were others who wanted to like join in and meet up with us and like take pictures and whatever. And then um, we got like an overwhelming response. So coming out of this event where we had this like long conversation with like M and, and Joe, also we were in the same um, circle as Narissa and Micah. We started to meet up and then create some plans. Something that started off really small became something so much bigger than ourselves. And it really wasn't, you know, about us. It wasn't about us meeting up. It wasn't about us, um, you know, taking, helping each other take pictures or eating together. It was just creating this like sense of community and partnering with either Filipino local brands or brands in the Philippines yeah. um, to amplify all of the creative stuff that they were doing. And I think the biggest thing I learned here was like the power of collaboration, not being afraid to work with people, mm. to pitch yourself, to do the outreach. I think it also showed me that bringing different perspectives and skill sets to the team 
really brings a lot. Like it, it returns back into the business tenfold. Right. Yeah. And essentially, like Nico said, this became bigger than one event of us getting together and taking photos. It became us as a core group wanting to put on a series of events and being a community online on social media, mainly Instagram, where people like us in the creative community can come together. Um, So, you know, we were very ambitious in the beginning in the types of events we wanted to do, you know, we, and we did a range of them. We did like kind of like a self-care fitness event. We did um, one, we uh, collaborated with a, um, a med spa. And so it was kind of like a spa and brunch event. Um, We've also wanted to highlight, you know, other people in our community and and had them, a few people as speakers at our events. Um, And so it, it was definitely one of pure like community and collaboration. We got to know so many people and for me, you know, from that experience, like what I gained from it was um, just meeting, you know, new people and especially, you know, with my co-founders, um, getting close with them and having these um, adult friendships and, and, and relation, working relationships with each other that I didn't have before. And then also seeing people within our community that would come to our events would collaborate with each other and seeing that outside of us. Shout out to everyone that partnered with us, um, that was a speaker, that came to our events, <laughs> just all of it, like every single layer, whether it was someone that we met for just like a few moments or someone that we partnered with mm-hmm. several times. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much because, you know, I earlier I said Victoria and Marie was like my favorite chapter, but I have to say that Hollow Hollow Collective was one of the most meaningful. I would walk out of those events just and go home and I would be so tired. Like I would be exhausted, but I would also feel so good knowing how, you know, the joy that I would know people are walking away from the events with and the new connections and the new friendships that we would see blossoming. Like that's what kept me going. It was seeing all of those connections being built and um, understanding how powerful community is, right? You can start a business, but if you start a business and you're also providing a community and a safe space for people to just like bring themselves to the table, when people get really vulnerable and share each other's stories in that, that I feel like is something so much deeper than just, you know, creating events and then, and like selling tickets. Like it's just so much deeper than that. This became so much, you know, bigger than ourselves. I mean, I, I never expected to be part of anything like that, you know, walking into, Mm. you know, the world of uh, blogging and influencing I'm, you know, I'm going to say also for me, this was Mm. my toughest learning experience um, of all the projects that we've done. Um, You know, working with 
different people with different personalities, different places in your lives can sometimes be difficult. Um, and, you know, I want to, you know, I can't stress enough for anyone, you know, working in a group wanting to start um, a community like this or anything similar. Um, you know, it's so important to set expectations at the from the very start, you know, be as clear as possible from the beginning from the get go of why you're all there, you know, because making sure you're on the same page, like every step of the way mm -hmm. is so incredibly important. And it, it can prevent, you know, a lot of pain in the future. But, um, but I definitely learned, learned a lot from this one. And I think um, for me, I also learned to, you know, trust my gut, trust my own instincts, trust my feelings. Um, because when, when you trust yourself and your mm -hmm. feelings, um, yeah. it's like building you know, that they'll, they'll never let you down. And I feel like I learned yeah. probably the most from like our time with HHC. And I feel like for me, I just also had to like listen to my gut um, and trying to build the discernment of knowing when to move on, like still honoring everything that was accomplished. But while you having to create space in order to, you know, take on whatever the next chapter was ahead. So walking away for me was just a really difficult personal decision. And uh, but I feel like it was also one of those lessons that I had to learn. You just like you were kind of saying it's like building your intuition. And if your intuition is like, you know, you know, thank you so much for this chapter. Like we've done we've done a ton. Um you also have to follow that, you know, gut intuition of knowing when it's time to say goodbye because it's ready to transmute into something different. In all honesty and transparency, I will always be that way here on this podcast. And, um, you know, this chapter ended uh, because the core team, the founders, we were no longer on the same page. Um, and when you get to a point as a group where, you know, you're not on the same page anymore, it's hard to keep going, right? So I think there's also strength in knowing when to walk away and close the next chapter. You know, I don't regret anything, you know, from that time. It was, it was a really cool learning experience and again I got to know some really really great people um and I have some friendships from it that I still have today which is really cool so mm -hmm. but again like like you said too having the discernment knowing when to move on um like yeah. sometimes it's okay to close the chapter and then move on to the next thing it never gets easy to like walk away. Um, and when you start from scratch in the next, you know, in the next chapter ahead, it's it's a combination of mixed feelings, right? It's equal parts. Well, everything that I've done has led me to this very point. And even if you walk away and put a project to rest, you still have all of the knowledge that you gained from every single layer of that experience. But it's also equal parts, like not seeing, um, 
you know, like feeling sadness, maybe that comes up. I, I felt sadness, not seeing that project of everything that you put, you know, like your heart into not being in fruition anymore. And so, and then starting the next, the next round, you're kind of like, oh, yeah. I'm back at square one. Like I have to do the brainstorming and the business development all over again. I have to like figure out, you know, what it is that I'm serving. And I think in all three of the previous chapters, I was just like, I was kind of creating from a place of like rigidness and I was just being very process oriented. And now I'm healing in a way where I'm just trying to serve, um, create and sell from a place of that comes naturally to me instead of trying to always rely on the process itself to like get me from point A to B. I just like also wasn't a hundred percent happy deep down. And I feel like Abby could see that. I feel like everyone could really see that. I just was really struggling with a lot of things of like, I was still kind of a perfectionist and I was just so rigid in my ways and I'm trying to like loosen up now um, and not move from that place because that's just not fun to create when you're forcing yourself to do it in that manner. Yeah, it's not good to force it. I mean, with any creative project or entrepreneurial endeavor you head into, you know, you want to feel like it's flowing from you like naturally. If there is like not a fire burning within you to keep something going, then it might not be for you. And that's okay. And that's so okay. That doesn't mean you're a failure or anything like that. I mean, I look back on all the things that we've done and the things that we've learned from each one are just so like invaluable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's priceless. It really is. I don't think we could have learned it any other way. So if that's happening to anybody else out there where they feel like, you know, they try something, it doesn't pan out, well, go on to the next thing. I look back and I, I reflect and realize that the only time that you can even name something a failure is just if you stop. And I, I feel mm-hmm. like one of the lessons that comes with that is, is just that creativity evolves over time. You know, let it evolve over time. You are a growing individual. You are not the same person that you were three years ago. You're not the same person you were five years ago, and you sure as hell is are not the same person that you were 10 years ago. And so when I think about Abby and Miko, right, past selves, us, in all those chapters, we were doing the best that we could and made the best decisions. But when I fast forward to where we are now, I realize that saying goodbye to any of those projects isn't necessarily a failure in itself. It's just allowing yourself to move on to whatever it is that's next. Um, but I also believe that consistency is is key, right? Like there's there's an important thing to also talk about consistency. And I think for us, like still going at it and learning through trial and error is part of that consistency process. It's about like building that creative habit to just like whatever comes through to put it out in the world in the best capacity that you can in the moment. If you feel called to sell it, sell the damn thing, but do it in a way where (laughs) you're also valuing yourself while also serving. And also acknowledging that, you know, being business partners and best friends, 
is not always the easiest thing for most people. No. You you have to like really have boundaries of when to turn work off and um you know also knowing when to ask for support mm. as a friend. Yep, that's a big one. Yeah. 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 If you're gonna go into a business with your friend, um you better know when to have your business hats on and then when to have your friendship hats on because they're two different things. And I think Miko and I have done our best to never let those bleed into each other. Um, Something we didn't touch on was, you know, there were times we disagreed on things. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. This was not a walk in the park, y'all. Like, you know, Abby and I, again, we grew up together. And I feel like our friendship journey, too, is like something that we can spend a whole nother hour just like talking on. Um, But when it comes to like the context of business, if you are planning to start a business and you're thinking about doing it with your best friend, my first recommendation is just making sure that both of you are super comfortable communicating with each other, even when it's an uncomfortable conversation, because lack of communication is going to build more tension um, than help. And so Abby and I really had to be good about just talking through it when things got rough. And if we weren't seeing eye to eye on something in the business aspect, you know, agreeing to disagree and then sleep on it and then come back on it when we're both a little bit more like non-emotional out of that very moment. And then just trying to make the best decision based on what the business needed. For us, no matter what, it was always like friendship first. That was our policy. Long story short, you know, we've had a long journey together. That's obviously not over. We're just starting a whole new chapter. Some of the things that we learned along the way was one, you know, don't be scared to put yourself out there and don't be scared to ask for help or to delegate the task when you need it. You can't do everything. I mean, sure, you can try to do everything yourself, but there's so much power in working with other people. And there's an entire community out there that's waiting to work with you. So don't be scared to be vulnerable and um, start collaborating with other businesses, brands, and freelancers out there. Um, We also kind of mentioned that creativity evolves over time. Let it evolve. Let it grow into whatever it needs to be. And have the discernment to know when it's time to move on. Because anytime that you bring a, a project or a business chapter to an end, you're creating space uh, for it to be a thousand other possibilities. Um, but never to let that discourage you for going after whatever comes next. You know, always pick yourself back up. No matter what, every time you're going to learn something new. Even if you feel like you're walking away from a chapter, what you're gaining is all those memories, all the experience. And you're bringing that with you into whatever it is that you're planning to do next. Don't undervalue yourself. Let's say that again. Don't undervalue yourself. Don't undercharge. Don't undervalue yourself. Don't undercharge (laughs) for what you bring to the table. Really look at what you should be charging and what you're offering. And, you know, keep integrity along the way. Thanks so much for tuning in and we're so glad you're here. If you enjoyed today's episode, screenshot this and share it on Instagram and send it to a friend. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. It would mean the world to us. If you want to learn more about Evolu, 
check out our website or DM us on Instagram. The links are in the show notes below. Thanks for listening and we'll see you back here next week.